Hello and welcome to the Moncast. As always, I'm Stevie, and this episode I'm joined by Kyle from the Victory Road podcast. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Pretty good after a few hiccups of trying to get this thing started. Only a few. It took like 20 minutes. I mean, we set a time for 9 o'clock and it's 9.07, so technically only 7 minutes went by. True, we're only 7 minutes late. And I've not done this before, but usually I just have guests on go like, here's a guest. But since we don't really know anything about you and I don't know anything, um, what's your experience (laughs) with Pokemon and Digimon before this? I grew up watching them uh, when they first aired. Uh, (laughs) Obviously, Pokemon came first, and then I remember seeing Digimon thinking it was a Pokemon spinoff or something like that. I was wrong. I was like, why are these creatures talking? This is weird. (laughs) I'm not used to this, but uh, eventually I started really digging into uh, Digimon. And uh, I'm actually looking forward to this because I think Adventures 2 and uh, the Johto seasons were like my favorites. So I'm super excited about this one. Yeah. Ah, good stuff. Yeah. And so now uh, me and one of my friends, we decided to start up our own uh, Pokemon podcast called uh, Victory Road Pod, uh, where we just talk about the Ash Bash series, where we basically give a commentary back to the the original anime, at least, because that's on Netflix for now. Mm. And I don't know. It's fun, you know, and it wasn't actually called the Ash Bash series. We weren't sure what we were calling it. And then it kind of just happened. We were just like, oh, I'm so tired of just bashing Ash. And we're like, oh, my gosh, the Ash Bash series. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> yeah. Titles sort of come up from themselves, usually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the more puns and rhyming things, the better. Oh, definitely. So sometimes either we're bashing Ash or we're throwing an actual bash like a party. So for <laughs> Ash, because he did something good. So, I mean, it works both ways. It's true. I mean. We tend to do more bashing than partying when it comes oh, yeah. to Ash on this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and we've both listened to like at least one episode of each other's podcasts. Yep. And I was very impressed by your stuff. Oh, well, thank you. And I guess I loved your episode that I watched too. Oh, nice. I'm surprised you watched it since it's audio only. But so. <laughs> <laughs> You got me there. No, um, yeah, I, I really dug the episode. Uh, I like the form. It's different. I've never actually seen a Pokemon Digimon thing. So, yeah, I don't know if there was anyone else that tried a similar thing before we did it. Um, it's funny when people come up with a similar idea and we're just like, we're kind of already doing that, guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I can say we kind of did something, but not exact. Uh, I think it was like April Fool's Day of 2017. Mm-hmm. We had uh, two of our friends take over, and I use air quotes around that because they didn't really, but we pretend that they took over the show and they started talking about Digimon instead of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, April Fool's. We did Yu-Gi-Oh! did Yu-Gi-Oh! as well, nice. Yes. We missed out on April Fool's this year because we had a sort of temporary hiatus, but next uh, year means we get to do a double April Fool's, I guess. Oh, fun. <laughs> I need to come up with an idea for that. Let's see, the first year we did April Fool's, we ended up watching Yokai Watch. Nice. And just pretending it was an episode of Pokemon. <laughs> and then just fabricated a whole episode of Digimon to match it up with. Nice. Oh, uh, that's fun. Anyway, though, let's get yeah. on to these new episodes. Yeah. Um, the current score is actually 10-6 to Pokemon. Um, and this time we'll be discussing the 17th episodes, Ghost of a Chance, and Tanks a Lot. So 
So let's start off with Tanks A Lot. It starts off with Ash and Co. Um, basically, we call them Ash and Co because it, it's usually just about Ash and whoever he's, he's with. Yeah. Um, so Co is Brock and Misty this time still. And they are just relaxing under a tree uh, with Togepi and Pikachu all snoozing as well. Um, until Togepi wakes up and goes to bother Pikachu and starts wandering off and being generally cute, as <laughs> usual. Um, and uh, from there, uh, it basically pans across to Team Rocket, who are well, making the latest scheme, uh, which at the moment is just getting a giant tank, which <laughs> <laughs> is an interesting idea for, I guess, yeah. stealing things. Yeah, uh, I'll give them props for originality. Yeah, it's definitely an original way of robbing people. Yeah, it's not a giant hole. Mm. We'll get to the giant holes later. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. <laughs> um, and we also see um, some shots of the Pokemon of the episode, which is Sentra at this time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Sentra in the episode, which is certainly different, because more often than not, there's only one of the filler Pokemon. Or we have like a whole, I guess, colony, if that's a, a word for it. Yeah, I found it weird though, like none of them were furrets, like they were all centrets. Yeah, that is interesting actually, that there wasn't like a, even a head furret or something. They were just all centret. Yeah, like the ultra that looked like it was in charge, kind of, that was motherly-like almost. Hmm. Kind of, I was like, really? You didn't evolve into a furret? Okay. No, I, th I think they're just like introducing one Pokemon at a time. Yeah. Or learning Makes to draw or animate one new Pokemon at a time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really like the Sentrip, by the way. They are very cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sentrips uh, <laughs> are very cute. Furt's one of my top five uh, Johto Pokemon, so. Ah, nice. Mm -hmm. Shame that they weren't in the episode then. <laughs> right? But Sentrip says Sentrip a lot, because that's all they say. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Team Rocket, going back to them, they're just making a... Well, not making a tank. They have bought or ma made their own tank just off on the sidelines, mm -hmm. which they creatively call the Arbo tank because it's shaped like an Arbok. Actually, isn't that bad of a name? It, it could be worse. I mean... Exactly. I can't, although I'm struggling to think of anything worse, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just called it a tank. A tank. True. It, that would be very lazy, though. Not in line with Team Rocket at all. Or the... Arbok 9000. <laughs> or the 9001. <laughs> um, and this Arbo tank is genuinely massive. It's like the size of some of the cliff faces around the, the forest that they're in. And they just jettison off in the tank um, and just stumble across Ash and Co. Because Ash and Co. are always there wherever Team Rocket is. Yeah, it's kind of weird like that. And I'm just going to assume at this point they have some sort of tracker on him. Otherwise, they're just very, very lucky. I'm surprised they don't get like a restraining order or something. I don't know if the Pokemon legal system's that complex. I mean, if there's a police station, I mean... Mm, but the police officers are all identical and have the exact same name. Maybe there is just one police officer for the whole region. That just moves around with them. Yeah, maybe. We'll never know. I mean, we don't really see them doing much policing, honestly. It's yeah, kind of right. It's kind of just like they are the just there to tell off Team Rocket, I guess. <laughs> um, so Team Rocket find Ash and Co, and mm -hmm. they soon realize that a tank is not the best stealth machine to use for robbing people, um, and just leave it behind to try and sneak up and on the twerps. And so while they're doing this. Centret, or one of these Centret, heads over to Ash and Co and starts poking Ash, trying to wake him up. Mm -hmm. 
Um, word of warning, my memory is very bad, so I tend to mix up the orders of events. So I don't um, know if this is actually the order it came in. <laughs> well, right before that, uh, Togepi and uh, Younger Centret were playing around and they were rolling uh, down the hill. And yeah, then they, that came first. And then as they roll off of a cliff, or, or they jumped off a cliff or something like that, they land into the Arbo tank and the hatch just closes. And then Meowth's like, did you guys hear something? I'm like, no, I don't. Wait, maybe. Yeah, I think I did. And then... You see Togepi and Sentra just playing in the control room, jumping up and down on the controls, and then they blame James, like, didn't you put the parking brake on that thing? Because <laughs> Togepi immediately finds just the accelerator lever. Yeah. <laughs> and they just jet away in the tank. And <laughs> yeah. just run away tank, that's basically the episode goes from there. Too much. Um, so... Misty's the first one to wake up, starts looking for scent or for Togepi, and uh, there's a centret that starts poking Ash, and Ash thinks it's Pikachu. Now, while this is going on, Misty's still looking for Togepi, and I'm like, she never once bothered to look in the direction that Togepi was originally in. Like, she's yeah. looking off to the left. Togepi was on the right by Ash and Pikachu. She never bothers to look over there or even bother to see the mm. centret poking Ash the entire time. <laughs> So I was like, really? Really? She's, a, she's just a little bit oblivious. Yeah. I, you know, I'll chalk it up to the fact that she's uh, just woken up, but, uh, you know, still maybe a little droggy. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it can't, exactly. be, can't be a comfortable sleep either, just literally on the ground under a tree. Yeah. And Sentret just starts trying to convey to Ash and Co. what the problem is, which is that yeah. they've lost a Sentret. And mm -hmm. they, of course, don't speak Pokemon. And they don't have the meows to translate. Right. Um, but Brock, being the, the great Pokemon breeder he is, manages to figure out that Sentra's lost something. Mm -hmm. uh, and so then there's a huge explosion, and they look over. Now, this was another thing I found to be kind of funny, was Centric kind of stands up on its tail to see what's going on. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. And they're just kneeling or sitting down on the ground. I'm like, if you guys stand up, you will be taller than the Sentret. Yeah, that, that would require... Undermining the centret, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to show off the skills of the centret and show that it can be a good lookout as it stands up on its tail, which is kind of cool. It is but, cool. Yeah, it's just it is kind of undermined by the fact that the kids could literally stand up and be taller than it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and but so they hear the explosion in the distance because the Arbo tank is running away and um, it has two Pokemon trapped inside of it, and. They start chasing after it, of course, because they mm -hmm. need to find out what's going on and where the hell Togepi's ended up. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and why, why do I take such bad notes? Um, <laughs> I love how, like, when Ash and company are just running down the uh, valleyway, the Ash is like, oh, this looks like something Team Rocket would do. And, like, right there is Team Rocket coming up on the other side of the valleyway. <laughs> and they're like, oh, hey, it's Team Rocket. <laughs> they literally just catch up with each other. Chasing after the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, they do have some good comedic moments in this one. Oh, yeah. It's quite a lot of them, actually. Um, so, Team Rocket are basically they're pretty upset because the tank that they spent tons of money on is just careening away from them. Mm -hmm. uh, being piloted by a baby egg and a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this whole bit with Team Rocket just moaning about how they've all saved up the life savings for it, and then James has spent it all. Uh, mm -hmm. Which I find and, quite funny. Yeah, And Jesse barely saved up for it at all. <laughs> she cut down on the caviar, that's the main thing. Yeah. Although, I find it funny though, like, if you're watching it, the scene where she's like, having her dinner or whatever, she's holding a glass of wine. 
Yeah, she is. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they kept that in. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> um, but then Brock remembers that he has an onyx. Mm-hmm. And that giant rock snakes tend to be the the best solution for, to most problems in the Pokemon world. And so he releases Onyx. Sorry, what's oh, sorry. that? No, uh, I was just going to say, this was actually one of my favorite parts of the entire episode, which is the fact that Brock was smart and used his Onyx. Yeah, it was really good. And usually Brock and Misty don't use the Pokemon very much. Yeah. So sending out the giant rock snake as a mode of transport is really good. Mm-hmm. Plus Onyx is just a cool Pokemon. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a giant rock snake. I mean, you don't get much cooler than that. You really don't. And so they all start chasing after it, and they soon realize that they need to come up with some sort of game plan to actually stop this tank, because it's it literally has boxing gloves so it can punch through <laughs> solid rock to and, keep going. And there's like a drill coming, and yeah. a whole bunch of other features we'll soon describe soon. <laughs> it has pretty much every sort of feature that it could possibly need. Yes, it, it really does. away from them. Except for apparently an emergency break. I mean, like I said, it's being piloted by a baby egg and a squirrel. So yeah, yeah. I so, don't ask them about the driver's license. I love how Brock comes up with like this entire military-like plan to just take down. Like everyone's dressed up in military uniforms. I'm like, really? You guys had time to dress up in the military uniforms for this instead of you know just actually talking about it and getting. But obviously, <laughs> it's just. It's an anime. It's this is what they do. I'm not going to get too into that. But I guess like, his plan was actually pretty solid. I mean, for the most part. Mm. And yeah, dig, I mean, dig a hole with a bunch of rocks to water it down so it's mud and then let the uh, Arbo tank fall into the hole. I mean, yeah. Get it's a good plan. Yeah. Although, when they're filling it up with water and Missy's using all of her Pokemon and whatnot, like they're standing in the path of the Arbo tank. Why don't they just move off to another side of the hole where they're not in front of the path of the tank and you can still fill it up like, uh, it's a giant hole you could have filled it up from any angle <laughs> and you're just filling it up in the one spot where you know you will be run over yeah i mean i kind of didn't question that because i was questioning the physics of how <laughs> a squirtle can produce that much water because <laughs> where does it come from <laughs> yeah that and an alien starfish i mean starfish and then just a tadpole who all can just carry infinite supplies of water, apparently. Although, shame on Misty for assuming Psyduck would actually help. <laughs> Psyduck never helps. It just looks confused. No. Um, but this plan is actually pretty effective, and because mm-hmm. the Arbo tank careens straight into there and gets stuck in the mud. Yep, and so then Ash and oh. Pikachu are trying to climb into the tank to rescue everyone, but then... What is it? Uh, I think Centric gets caught in the wires yeah, and uh, starts struggling around. And for some reason, this reactivates the Arbo tank to get out. And uh, Pika- it gets back up onto its normal sacks that had been uh, tipped over. And so Pikachu falls down the hole and is now stuck with everyone else. And then Ash doesn't make it in. But then it uses like a rocket launcher and creates like a very p- perfect ramp out of the <laughs> hole. Yes, it does. And it, it just... Uh, goes right back on up and then Team Rocket shows up as magicians and they're like, we're about to make this Arbo tank disappear. <laughs> and so they do their whole thing It and then they're like, one, two, three, and then it just disappears. And they're like, what? And then they get up close and I'm like, oh, you guys just put it in another hole. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we already tried that. And they're like, no, no, no. This is the best hole. We did a lot of uh, research, excavation, and like they're they all got like these beards on, making it seem like they're wise old men. Even Jesse, which was a little weird, but okay. And actually, Meowth ends up 
getting into the Arbo tank and sees that Pikachu, Togepi, and Sentra are now tangled in the wires. And I don't know how Pikachu managed to do that, but, you know. And so now the Arbo tank releases its most ridiculous feature, a, a springboard on the bottom side. So it now just hops. Just a giant. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's like, really? So now it's like hopping away. And like, I'm laughing very hard, by the way, just at this whole ridiculousness. <laughs> But it's a good lefter. I'm enjoying it. It's very entertaining. Just this tank constantly developing new features. It is, yes. Uh, so... It's like nothing it can't do. Mm-hmm. And the tank gets away again. Yep. So they have to come up with a whole new plan. Yep. This time with Team Rocket involved as well. So they've now both joined forces to try and stop this tank. And I like it when Team Rocket does join in with, t- with Ash and Co. Because mm-hmm. it... It's fun when it happens. Usually they just battle each other and it's kind of boring. But for once, they're actually having to cooperate, at least to a certain extent. Because Brock's plan is to essentially get Charizard, um, Ash's Charizard, to just stop the tank. And it'll probably end up just destroying itself. And Team Rocket aren't very happy about this because they spent a lot of money on it. Yeah. But they get overruled because they just bought an extremely dangerous tank and let it just get away with quite a few like young Pokemon in there now. Mm-hmm. So, and they put into action this new plan uh, with Charizard flying over there and getting in front of the Diabo tank, which is, by the way, heading straight towards an, a populated like town or city. Mm-hmm. So, oh, sorry, I, I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, I forgot there was one little bit. Uh, there was a part where like it was about to crash into a mountain and get crushed. But then Togepi <laughs> started using Metronome, and I'm not really sure what the Metronome did. Yeah. Because like it flashed to white, and then uh, next thing you know, it just starts drilling through with the Arbo Tank's tools. So I don't know if mm-hmm. like she, Togepi used like Harden on the Arbo Tank to make it stronger, or did something else. I'm not really too sure <laughs> what Togepi did. It's not really brought up later either. Yeah, like if what Togepi did, if anything. Um, and I can't remember if Togepi's actually used Metronome before. I think it might have done. Like way back in the first series maybe mm-hmm. but i don't have that many recollections of togepi actually using metronome or any attacks at all it's usually just carried around and um, i can swear i remember it using explosion <laughs> or something <laughs> but i might just be imagining that one i'm gonna look it up because this is gonna bother me now yeah it's gonna bother me as well Togepi uses metronome all right but metronome is a really interesting move though it's literally just it does anything just at random okay according to bulbapedia it says togepi uses metronome to drill a hole through the mountain wow so i guess it used maybe rock smash or something like that but or it could have just used dig yeah yeah dig would work too <laughs> dig would probably be very effective straight through all the way through the mountain makes a tunnel and uh, during all of this the center are keeping up as well and just chasing after because there's basically like three different groups, I guess, all going after this tank. And you have Sentra, Team Rocket, and Ash and Co. all trying to stop this mm-hmm. thing. And now there's actual like danger to tons of people's lives because it's heading straight towards the town. Yep. So this is definitely a, a, la- a last-ditch effort from Charizard, who just flies over the mountain, plonks himself right in front of the tank, and just mm-hmm. pushes and yep and then go ahead uh, i was just gonna say and then it just uses flamethrower on the glass and just melts <laughs> it right away super easy it makes for a cool shot though i think where just the flames yes. cover the screen oh yeah definitely and meowth gets singed 
as well, while everyone else is absolutely unharmed and just jumps out of the tank. Yep, and then Team Rocket jumps into the tank because they want to try and save it before it explodes, but it explodes. Yep, and Team Rocket blasts off again. Yep. And then which is the... still just like, what do you think? Yeah, and then off Jenny shows up and is like, hey, uh, did you guys dig this tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, kinda. And she's like, well, this is great, because now it used to take a couple of hours just to go. People would have to drive around the mountain. Now they can go right through it. Which yep. is kind of cool, but at the same time, I'm like, have we ever really seen someone drive in the Pokemon anime? <laughs> it happens very rarely. I can think of two instances, and that is Gary in the first episode of Indigo yes, League. Yes, Gary. I forgot about Gary. And actually, just the last episode, Team Rocket drove a truck for a bit of it. Oh, okay. So it does happen. It's just very rare that you actually see any cars or roads. And then the only other problem I have with that is the tunnel. Yes, you now have a tunnel, but it very narrow probably only a one-way tunnel but yeah i mean overall i think it was actually a pretty good episode yeah like i i really enjoyed this one um especially for a filler episode as well it's a oh yeah definitely filler <laughs> yeah definitely um it it held up really well and kept the it kept the tension going all the way through as well with the tank just constantly mm -hmm. getting away from them it's a really good just idea for an episode just chasing a tank basically oh, yeah it, it's different from like the normal uh everyday episode of pokemon it they mm. change things up just a little bit they changed it up enough to make it different to just stock pokemon of the week episodes i thought a centric episode would involve a giant tank with an Arbok. Arbok tank. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. No. I don't think anyone would. <laughs> um, so, um, do you have any more notes before we look at the final questions? No, I think that's about it. Covered pretty much everything. And yeah. I did want to mention that I really liked the fact that Ash and Co got to wear, costume, got to wear costumes as well for once. It's usually <laughs> yes. just Team Rocket that does that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Plus, just at the start of the episode, it's like, please just let them take the tank. And then they did it. I was just very happy when they did that. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention. One thing I liked was uh, Ash's joke about uh, an apple a day keeps the Chansey away. <laughs> I thought that was a clever little pun joke. Mm. Plus, Chansey was only in like two episodes back. So it's it's probably just still on the writer's minds at that time. Probably why yeah. they came up with it. It's a clever little one, though. Oh, and Centra eating that apple is like, most adorable thing. Oh, when it just like keeps eating the apple till it's just the core. Yeah. yeah, that was adorable. <laughs> just twists it all the way around, just numbs it. Yep. Uh, it's cute. Um, so, um, do you, who was your standout character in this episode? For me, it was actually Brock. I've, I've got the exact same one, actually. Yeah, uh, he came up with like both plans to try and stop uh, the Arbo tank, and like he took kind of like a leadership role here and was like, hey, this mm. is how we're going to do it. Yeah, he really just sort of took the forefront in the episode mm -hmm. honestly like, i don't think they could have managed it without onyx because onyx oh. played a massive role in this stopping oh, yeah, of the I, mean, I mean onyx dug the first hole and was and they used onyx as a ride to catch up to everything i mean mm -hmm. the only other pokemon that probably could have been a ride was charizard and that would only be like one person at a time yeah just like they i don't think they could have stopped the tank without brock's just sort of i guess guidance in this one yeah definitely Plus, it was really good that there wasn't any girls for him to swoon over. So he was actually doing some Pokemon <laughs> stuff once. Yeah. I think he started to swoon a little bit at the end when Officer Jenny showed up. Yeah, just a little bit. Just but I think he earned it at that point. Yeah. Um, and what was your favorite thing in the episode? Um, well, I got two. Uh, 
Brock utilizing Onyx and uh, just Sentry. Yeah, Sentry was really good. And my favorite thing was just Team Rocket bragging about digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty good. It was just like it has been a, a common thing just throughout the whole series is Team Rocket can dig holes exceptionally fast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they do it because they don't have any Pokemon that can do it so they must be doing it themselves I, mean, I feel like Arbok could probably dig a little maybe a tiny bit Weezing would just... be useless oh so that was one thing uh, I liked how James was like I really wish we had uh, built a Weezing tank in the beginning <laughs> but he's the one who built the tank in the first place so mm. yeah it's unclear if they actually built it or just straight out bought the thing. I think it was a mixture of both. I mean, I think he bought most of the parts, but I think he built a little bit of it. Yeah, he probably just like bought all the pieces and put them together. Yeah. Um, and was this episode filler or not filler? Oh, it was definitely filler. Definitely. There's no Pokemon Court, no gym badges, no evolutions. No. No was, character development. No. Well, there's never any character development, but still. Eh, you never know. It was good that Brock took the forefront, but it was kind of just like he wasn't in the background for a change. Yeah. And what are your overall thoughts then? Overall thoughts, I just gotta say, it was a fun episode. Um, I haven't watched this probably since it first aired back in the day, so it was kind of fun just re-watching this. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed it as well. Um, I would go as far as to say it's one of the best filler episodes we've had so far. Mm. Just because it really kept that tension going throughout. It actually it makes you think of that film called Unstoppable. And um, Do you know the one with the train where it just keeps going throughout the whole episode and they try and stop it? Yeah, it I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it just kept the momentum going all the way through really well. And I, I just like Sentra as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's not the like? Yeah. A sign of a good filler episode is when it makes you appreciate the Pokemon more than when you first watched it. Mm -hmm. So like, it really showcased Sentra as a Pokemon really well. Just all of its abilities and its features and everything. It did a oh, yeah. really good job there. So yeah, I really like this one. And I think that's pretty much everything we have to say on it. So shall we move on to Digimon? We shall. We shall. So next up is Ghost of a Chance. Not to be confused with like 90% of Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes. Uh, with this episode of Digimon, I don't know, did you see the, the recap of the last episode? I did see the recap of the last episode, and I gotta be honest with you, I remember the last episode a lot more than I remember this episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot more happened in the last one. Yes. I kind of got you on for an episode where not much happens, but still. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even go to the digital world at all, like there was no real Digimon to fight. I mean, there was almost no Digivolution at all, either. No. I've forgotten if there was actually any Digivolution in this one. I don't it's think at the very end, and even then, they don't do anything about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a this is kind of an anomaly in the mm -hmm. series. And so uh, with this one, it starts off actually in what's presumed to be the TV station uh, with two guys just sort of editing, and <laughs> the show that they're editing is called When Parakeets Attack. <laughs> and I would I would so watch that. It just sounds good. <laughs> it does. Uh, have you ever seen Birdemic? Have you I ever have watched? Not. Just look up, actually look up the John Tron video on it and you'll get the gist of why it's such a, a great, awful film. Okay. <laughs> um, I definitely recommend it though. It's very funny to watch just because it's so bad. <laughs> cool. Um, anyway, um, they're editing and there's this weird shadow on all of the monitors and um, all the, the editing, like the videos that they're editing and it's different every time they play it back. Mm -hmm. So it's all spooky. <laughs> 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 um, so it 
cuts away from them to the digidestined crew, the kids, whatever you want to call them. Mm -hmm. And they're celebrating another victory against the Digimon Emperor because they've destroyed one of the spires. And they just want to get pizza now to celebrate. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh, for that scene, I like the uh, music that was playing in the background as they were coming out mm. of the thing. I was like, oh, cool. You guys still played that, even though you, know, you really didn't get to fully see it. But thank you. Yeah, it's good. They do actually do decent work with the music and stuff in the background. Um, and also, one of the suggestions for pizza is like half, what is it? Half pepperoni, half mustard. Half anchovies or something like that. Oh, that's it. Half anchovies, half, mu half mustard. Yeah. Either way, Davis isn't good with fractions, and we find it more about that in a second. <laughs> uh, is mustard pizza a thing? Because if it is, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> I, I don't want anything with anchovies to begin with, so I mean... It was bad enough with the anchovies, but mustard? Yeah, no, but I mean... just That's just pizza with a condiment on top, instead of toppings. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And a bad condiment, it's just spicy. and ugh. Yeah. It'd look awful, it'd just be just yellow. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, Davis so, has awful uh, taste in pizza toppings. Yes, yes, he does. And then Kari and TK are like, oh, we can't. Uh, we have something going on. And uh, Davis gets all jealous and is like, you guys going on a date? And they're like, not really, but <laughs> and, like they, they show him the calendar and it's literally the calendar date says uh, 8-1 and then like right next to it says 8-1 again in handwriting. And mm. Davis is like, you guys have a date with fractions and they're just like no it's a date date like the number august 1st i'm just like oh america why did you ruin digimon <laughs> honestly like davis is dumb enough without these sort of jokes added in to his character yeah yeah um, but August 8th is like a, a big deal for Digimon fans because it's Odaiba Day, which is like yes, when uh, the series first aired or something. So, yeah, that's, it's, that's cool. Yeah, and it's also, you know, the day that uh, they defeated Myotismon. Yeah, that's what they're celebrating in the episode uh, alongside the, I guess, the Dark Spire that they must have destroyed off screen. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they all head off to the park uh, to meet up with the last series, Digidestin Kids, mm -hmm. who still play it. Like a reasonable part in this series as well. Mm -hmm. I thought it was cool though. We finally got to see them all together. Yeah, like we've not really had a shot of all of them on screen. Yeah, we've had like a group meeting of the older kids before, but not like this scale where they're all together in the same shot. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it like... does look a bit rubbish though from the side because they just sort of speak like Muppets characters. I was <laughs> <laughs> going meh meh. <laughs> Uh, it is really nice to see them all there, though. And I think they all have different outfits as well to what they've had previously. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've kind of just decided, we're going to have different outfits this season. They're not going to wear the same thing all the time. Because it doesn't make sense when they're in the real world and have wardrobes. Um, and did you... Would you agree that the conversation was kind of just clunky and awkward for most of it? Yeah, I mean, they were all... all um, Yeah, it, it was clunky and awkward. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they were... They were talking about Myotismon and well, they were talking about like what they did and whatnot. And I'm just like, really? Did you really need to? Okay. I suppose this episode's kind of there to just, I guess, recap yeah. a bit of the stuff that happened but, last series for new people. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead uh, real quick. Like, there's a part where, like, they, in the beginning of the episode, like, they talk about the anniversary of Myotismon. And then at the end of the series, at the end of the episode, they're like, oh, there was this evil guy named Myotismon. I'm like, they should know who Myotismon is. <laughs> Mm. Like, like they try to retell you who Myotismon. I'm like, 
you guys didn't tell him? Like, I feel like you should know. Yeah. Davis was kidnapped by him, apparently. Yeah. And then Yoli was on the boat that was... Oh, no, no, no. It was Cody was on the boat. Yoli was during the movie. Yeah, and then Davis was just taken by all the, the back on during yeah. that whole thing. And, yeah, it's just kind of clunky because it's like what 13 of them on screen at the same time and only one of them ever talks at once yeah it it just doesn't seem natural there's just lots of inanimate people stood there while the one person talks yeah (laughs) just never blinking never changing (laughs) eye contact yeah it's literally just i've done my bit now i'm here and i still exist (laughs) (laughs) um and then from here it's just kind of just it cuts to tk and matt doing something in their apartment yeah, block. they go back to Matt's place with his dad, and uh, they're just hanging out. And TK's, you know, uh, ragging on him for you know not cleaning up and whatnot. And, mm. and this, so yeah, Matt's this, like, I've been busy with my band. Dad's been busy at work. What do you expect? It, so, it's very, it's kind of a non-scene of anything. Yeah, but I, I found it weird though. Like he's like, oh, well, let's just let's get something to eat. He's like, well, I don't know what we have. And then TK's like, well, why don't I just buy us a pizza? So no big deal buy you a pizza and uh matt's like i have a better idea and then creates a pizza again i use air quotes around that (laughs) you see tk just like oh my gosh this is so hot (laughs) and he's like what is this and he goes uh whatever i found a little bit of green stuff that was growing on something in the fridge and i'm just like why would you do that at all you wouldn't would you (laughs) no like why Because it's funny. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. That's what the writers were thinking. Yeah. So then Matt and TK's dad comes home, not even surprised to see TK at all. No. He's not like, oh, TK's here. He's just like, yeah, just like, eh. hey, TK. <laughs> and, although, to be fair, I mean, he's been having a stressful day at work. People are apparently quitting because there's a ghost at the uh, TV station. Mm. So. And he tries to explain everything to them about it. And they just kind of shrug it off. Like maybe he's just going crazy. And he kind of is. He goes on yes. about happy Buffalo. Or something. Yes. He tries to relax by listening to uh, Buffalo sounds or whatever. And I'm just like, just okay. the sound of Buffalo migrating, <laughs> which I don't think you want to hear, but okay. It's quite impressive. They managed to record that sound though. Cause they have to keep up with the Buffalo for like several hours. Yeah. Unless I just took like one sample and looped it, which would be very lazy. <laughs> but I don't remember the dad. The dad wasn't <laughs> Yeah, the dad wasn't that loopy in the first series. If anything, it was just quite calm and collected. Yeah. And just kinda knew kinda seemed to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Even with all the Digimon stuff. But in this episode he's just kind of lost his nut. Yeah. Um, so then there's a quick shot of Mimi Yoli and uh, Sora at one of the towers that apparently got destroyed in the first series and it's now been rebuilt and then it quickly goes back to the rest of the gang at TK <laughs> and Kari's house. Yeah, this episode just likes jumping between different groups of people as yeah. of when it feels like it. Oh, and there's also one quick scene of Joe in school uh, waiting for it to finish up. Yeah, I completely forgot about that one. Because nothing yeah. comes of it. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just like, here's a shot of Joe being very relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the Digidestin kids are in Ty. I guess, I don't know if Ty and Kari still have bunk beds. They probably shouldn't at that age. No. And they're basically discussing the fact that the, the, the school computer room is becoming the detention room. 
So mm-hmm. we won't be able to go in there and use computers to get to the digital world anymore. And Izzy's just doing his all whiz kid theorizing bit to try and work out how they can open the digipot at home. And it's just like, I bet the digivices do it. And it's just like, well, yeah, hmm. cool. <laughs> do that then. And they just try it and it works. And yeah. woo, very clever, Izzy. You solved it in like two seconds. <laughs> yeah. But then they were going to test it by going to the digital world. But then TK's uh, mom comes home and sees everyone choose. Oh, Ty's mom. Oh, Ty's. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Me tease. There's a lot of names to remember. Yes, there, there's a lot of names to remember for this. At least in Pokemon, it's five names and then a bunch of Pokemon. Yeah. Instead of, what is it? Ty, Matt, Davis, Kari. TK. I <laughs> Cody. I, I probably called list them off, but it would take 10 years. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah they just kind of for some reason hide the digimon from ty's well ty and kari's mom even though she's aware of digimon from the first series i think it, they just didn't want her to know that hey the digimon are back we're going on these adventures again we don't want you to worry about us yeah i understand that bit but i don't understand why they hide like all of the digimon from them like yeah. what's the what's the reason behind that like at this point they're probably just more pets than anything I just stay with them. Yeah, true. Although, oh no, I remember now. They actually got them from the digital world because they were split up. So yeah, it does make sense. The Digimon shouldn't be there. Okay, never mind. Mm. Digimon got it kind of right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and then the next scene after that, I think, like, they're all back together again. And they're walking around. Mm. And it, you see the storm cloud coming over the TV station. And then, like, it gets struck by lightning or whatever. And everyone starts evacuating. Mm. It's all just, it's just been going back to the TV station for most of this episode, just going like, mm-hmm. weird stuff's happening. Uh, which actually, I kind of enjoyed just looking back at that sort of plot thread that was dangling there. Mm-hmm. Especially since the two guys doing the, the editing and making the show were actually pretty funny, I thought. <laughs> um, so they all rush into the TV station because it's their problem, I guess. Um, well, mainly it's because Gatamon runs off on her own. Yes, Gatamon runs off on her own. Uh, and... Because she, she has a, a sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Feline senses. Yeah, she just she feels like there's something calling out to her, I think. Uh, so they all rush into there and head straight up to like the top top room of the building, which is just like a, a pretty big empty space with one desk there. Yeah, it was kind of weird. It's kind of a weird one. but Maybe it's like a newsroom or something like that, and that's where they film the news. I suppose it could be. Yeah, they did like one camera looking out on big glass window set or something and mm. um, or maybe it was just all destroyed in the lightning maybe maybe there's many reasons for it to be a, a very empty room <laughs> and gatamon's just like tries speaking to the shadow and says that she knows mm-hmm. that it's wizard one who yeah. died in the last series yes but before that uh she's like i'm here what do you want because like the ghost is saying gatamon gatamon come to me or whatever and she's like i'm here i'm here and then like Demi Vimon's like, she's lost her mind. We need to digivolve. And so you get Armadillomon, Hawkmon, and Vimon. And that's the only digivolution we get the entire episode. Yeah. I, honestly, and then Gatamon's like, stay back. Uh, this is fine. And they all think she's going crazy, and she's really hasn't. Yeah. And that's when she's like, Wizardmon, I'm here. But then like they show the original Digi Justin's like all shocked, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's Wizardmon. Yeah, because that would be pretty shocking because Wizardmon's dead. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect it to be your dead friend, <laughs> honestly. Although it's weird, looks like aren't like when Digimon pass pass away, like they're supposed to turn it back into Digi eggs. So Wizardmon, I guess, really shouldn't be a ghost anymore. So that's kind of weird. 
Yeah, it, I think it's not really fully explained, but it's different if they die in the real world because they can't okay. like drift back to the digital world as data or something. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh. It's like, you know, the shot earlier in the episode of the, the pumpkin mon and the Gatsumon in the window? Yeah. yeah. They were both like supposedly killed in the real world, so they've, they're basically gone. Okay. Uh, Mon sent them to a dungeon or something, but they're assumed dead. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess Wizardmon, who actually died on this TV station, somehow stuck around as a ghost or something. Yeah. Um, in the wiring, I guess. Which mm -hmm. kind of makes sense, because they are digital creatures. Yeah, but it took them like four years to finally come back or something like that? Yeah, several years. It, the, he waited until he had plot information to give them, <laughs> and then <laughs> yes. returned. Yeah. <clears throat> which he just, I guess he just came up with it on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he got this kind of information, but basically he tells Gatomon you need to find the golden uh, light or something like that to defeat your mm. greatest enemy. He will be defeated with kindness, something along those lines. Yeah, and Yoli's like, oh, great, does that mean we have to be nice to Ken? And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> it's been prophesized now, so there's no backing out of it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Digimon does like its prophecies, so yeah. it's just like, this is what will happen, and then it happens. Except uh, for when it's in a gray world and the uh, Digimon doesn't uh, never shows that back up. <laughs> well, that's not really a prophecy so much as it was like a hint that there I might be something. Yeah, it was supposed to be like foreshadowing or something. It just didn't happen. Yeah, this was like foreshadowing down up to 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Wizardmon starts backing away and disappearing again because... I guess they run out of lightning. I guess. And Gatomon's all upset again because it's like, oh, it's Wizardmon, my friend. Mm -hmm. You remember me when I used to be a character. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Gatomon's like 90% cat puns up until this episode. Yeah. But now Gatomon, who used to be important, and was like villain, cat, Digimon and everything. Mm -hmm. Used to be cool. Um, it's actually because... important in this one. I think it's because Gatomon lost her ringtail thing. Yeah, that that explains the power difference in this series. That's I was why just going to say it explains her personality difference. Does it? Maybe. It's what I'm coming up with. Mm. I mean, she's kind of gone from sort of having her own sort of strengths that she built up from being abused by the by my autism mm -hmm. to kind of just not really doing anything except make cat jokes. Yeah. I mean, Gatomon's the strongest one of all. She's technically a champion level Digimon. Yeah, she is. And then they just take away the tail ring to explain why she needs to armor Digivolve in the yeah, digital world. I guess. So she's just not as good as she used to be, essentially. <laughs> and yeah, it, it basically, Wizardmon goes away and they all have a, they sort of explain what happened to Wizardmon last series, uh, which was a pretty big deal when it happened. There was like a, a proper death mm -hmm. in the series. Which you don't get death very often in kids' shows, especially. No. Um, and it's all very sad because they're all just like, especially Gatamon and Kari are very teary eyed. Mm -hmm. Kari has flowers, which I, I can't remember why she got those. Yeah, I don't know why she had flowers either. That was a little weird. Maybe they were heading to the radio station to pay their respects to Wizardmon to begin with. I suppose that, that's actually a, a decent explanation for it. And then just so happy. And that wizard one showed up. Yeah, just turned up at his own memorial, mm -hmm. as you do. Yeah, and that's basically where the episode ends. Yeah, with I mean, very little happening, just lots of exposition and little yeah. bits of details and stuff. Yeah, I and that's kind of it. <laughs> the only thing that really kind of moved the story a little bit forward, besides Wizard Munch prophecy, was the fact that Izzy was like, "Hey, you guys can probably use the 
uh, digivices on any computer and get to the digital world. Yeah, that that's kind of like the two big things in this episode. Then the rest yeah. of it's all just flashbacks, reminiscing, and where did you destine? Yeah, there's a part where Cody was like, "Could you imagine if we went to the digital world while we were like at night, and then our parents came to check up on us and we were gone?" I'm like, "Doesn't the time move differently in the digital world and in the real world? So like, they wouldn't know you were gone at all." Like, <laughs> it used to. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, things change from the first series that aren't really explained. Like, you just kind of have to assume that they know what they're doing. It's <sighs> so, like. I think at the the very end of the first series, they explained that time synced back up again because they defeated the Dark Masters. And when they go back to the real world, it'll be in sync again. So okay. that's why it's been like a few years for both the Digimon and the kids when they meet up again in the series. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'll believe it. Yeah. Basically there you've shown that this episode as an exposition episode is still pretty rubbish. <laughs> Because it doesn't explain some of the stuff from the last series that's happened. Yeah. So it doesn't even do its one job that well. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, do you have any more notes you want to go uh, over? No, not besides the basic question stuff. Uh, so, who's your standout character? Uh, this one was kind of hard to pick, but I went with Garamon. Mm -hmm. Near the end, I mean, she was kind of brave. It was like, hey, stay back. I got this ghost. I know it's Wizardmon. That's about it honestly i mean there wasn't it was kind of hard to pick one she was the best out of the worst i guess i don't know it's kind of hard to say yeah for me the character that stood out most ended up being matt's dad because he was just that bizarre <laughs> i'm a happy little buffalo <laughs> it was just really weird it's like he just came home and just explained like weird stuff's going on it's like you see stuff in the corner of your eye mm -hmm. it's just like he just sounded like he was going insane. He kind of was. Yeah, I mean, insane with stress. Yeah. And with being haunted at work. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just stood out to me because it was just really weird. Also, it, the shot with him and then TK and Matt just sat at the table looks really weird because he looks like a giant just because of the height difference. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense, but he still just looks like he's like five feet too tall as a result. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, Matt's dad and Gatamon. Different reasons, but still, they both stood out in their own way. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what was your favorite thing in this one? Honestly, just seeing every Digi Justin together. Yeah, that that is actually a pretty cool thing, because you don't get that. Yeah. Yeah, there was actually one shot that I really liked, where they were all gathered under that tree. Because mm -hmm. it, it just reminded me of an episode in the first series with Leomon and the original kids. Hmm. So it's kind of like come full circle where now the original kids are taking Leomon's role and then there's the new kids learning from them. So that's cool. I don't know if that was intentional, but it was pretty nice. And this is this next one's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's filler or not filler? I said not filler. Mm -hmm. because, I'd like to tell your reasoning. Because of two things, and it's kind of what we talked about. Uh, it showed Izzy coming up with the way of, you know, you can use any computer to get to the digital world, and uh, of uh, Wizardmon's uh, prophecy, basically, mm -hmm. which kind of leads. I mean, most of it was kind of filler, but like those two points there were kind of not filler, and those kind of lead up to something eventually. Yeah. I, I do agree with you there. I do think that it isn't a filler episode because it does set up a lot of, I guess, like like foundation information for future episodes with the prophecy and the being able to travel to the digital world from other computers. 
Mm-hmm. I will say this, it's a very boring not filler episode. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not one that you'd want to watch again. It doesn't stand up well on its own. No. Uh, it just kind of it's basically a building blocks episode for the next few ones, I would assume. Mm-hmm. But what are your overall thoughts then? Like I said, it, it was kind of a boring episode. I mean, for the most part, I mean, it had a few funny moments with like Matt's and TK's dad. And then other than that, I mean, I was kind of just like, eh. I, yeah, um, it's a, a very strange episode. Mm-hmm. It's lots of just people sitting around and talking to each other and very little actual like action or movement. It kind of just took its time slowly went through the motions and then reached its big reveal at the end. Yeah. And at the end, it was like last four or three minutes. Yeah. So it's kind of just 15 minutes of these two threads building up to that end, just like the TV station and the kids reminiscing, which mm-hmm. all just meets up to the thing with Wizard Month there at the end. Yeah. I definitely preferred the plot thread in the TV station, though, just with the two guys freaking out. Because <laughs> that was much more entertaining than just seeing the kids reminisce and just go, mm-hmm. remember when we did the thing? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I was there when we did the thing, too. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? <laughs> and that, that was basically what the kids did for most of it. So it it was pretty boring. It's not one I'm going to watch again anytime soon. Oh, I yeah, no. Think. But hopefully it'll pay off in the future with... The whole stuff with the Digimon Emperor yeah. and defeating him. I hope it comes up again. <laughs> if it doesn't, then <laughs> I'll be kind of disappointed. Um, but with that, do you want to move on to the, the last section? Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. Now it's time for Mono Way Mono, where we attempt, important word there, attempt <laughs> to compare these episodes. <laughs> um, so, um, who is your Monster of the Week? Does the Arbo tank count? Ooh, I'm going to say yes, you can count it. <laughs> yes, then the Arbo tank, because that thing was kind of cool. I mean, it had all these cool gadgets. Besides the springboard, everything about it was really cool. It was pretty awesome. Like, its mouth can release both missiles and drill into things. It also had a fireworks feature, was kind of weird, but okay. Maybe Team Rocket wanted to celebrate afterwards. Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah. He probably just bought anything that was on sale in the catalog and just put it in there. <laughs> I bet it has a bubble bath. I think it should have a bubble bath. <laughs> it should. I don't see why not. It has fireworks. Why not a bubble bath? Yeah. It's a nice jacuzzi yeah, while you're, you're you. rubbing people of the Pokemon. <laughs> One thing it was missing was the grabby arms that comes with most Team Rocket inventions. Mm-hmm. Oh, and nets. It needed nets. Yeah, nets. Well, it might have had nets. We just never got to see it use it. True. Oh, well, we'll never know now just what the Arbo tank was capable of. Yeah. So uh, what about you? Um, I picked Sentra because it was, It just kind of it stood out really well throughout the whole episode, especially mm-hmm. with there being more than one of them. So there was actually some differentiation. It's <laughs> a long word. There was some unique qualities to them. So like, there was the young one in the tank and the older one looking after them. Mm-hmm. The one that was crying out the siren, which I think was the mother, like the older one again. But the Sentry just did lots of cool things throughout the whole episode, like stand on its tail. And yeah, they did a, did a good job of showing off Sentry without it just being, here, look at Sentry, <laughs> <laughs> which is what it usually does. It's just like, here's trainer, trainer tells you about Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Instead, the Sentry just showed off its own abilities naturally through the episode. Yeah, which was really cool. Yeah, it was. Like, there was a reason for everything it did, mm-hmm. which is really good. Very impressive. Um, and next question. 
who was worse, Ash or Davis? Davis. Yep. It's pretty easy, that one. Beginning of the episode with the whole fractions and the whole getting jealous of Kari and TK just hanging out. Like, really, dude? Really? Yeah. He he did, like, pretty much nothing except make bad jokes and be quite creepy around Kari. Yeah. He's way... He's just too possessive of her. He needs to ease back a little bit. He needs to ease back a lot. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, well, I was trying to be nice, I'll... but yes, he, he <laughs> needs to ease way back. Yeah, he needs to learn that Kari is not just some girl for him to own, which seems to be the mindset he has. It's just like, Kari's mine. Mm-hmm. Back off, TJ. Because mm. it's just not a likable quality at all. No. So until he stops doing that, he's going to get voted down a lot. So I don't know what the Digimon writers think they're doing with that whole thing. They probably think it's funny, but... It's really not. You're teaching young no. young boys that women are possessions. It's not okay. Yeah, and they're saying that it's funny as well to act yeah. like you're a woman. So, yeah, really, really not good. Yep. So, yeah, definitely Davis was worse because Ash actually contributed and helped mm-hmm. and did more than just leer over women. Yeah. And but which storyline did you prefer? And why oh, was Pokemon it Pokemon? For sure. <laughs> Definitely Pokemon. Yeah. Like Digimon, it tried something with the whole going back and forth between different places all leading to one thing. But yeah. it was very boring. That, there it, was just no action. Yeah, there was nothing happening. It was just all discussion. He says while recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really know if there's any way to include action into a podcast. Um, we could do background music. Well, okay, let me rephrase <laughs> that. Because my last April Fool's Day episode, when we did the Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, I made a whole skit thing with a bunch of action noises and stuff like that. So, ignore yeah, me. Yeah, you, you can incorporate like sound effects and stuff to liven it up. Yeah. But it's still a lot of talking. Exactly. Um, that's basically what Digimon was this time. Whereas mm-hmm. Pokemon, it was just, just a driving force throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Really good. So, yeah, I think we're both. it's pretty obvious that Pokemon was way, way more enjoyable and engaging. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but this, I don't know how you'll approach this, but were there any notable similarities between the episodes that you can yes. think of? Yes, there's one I can think of. Both had technical issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, in you know, the Arbotank went on its own thing basically so they were having technical issues with that and then there was technical issues in the radio station with the videos and a little bit of sound and stuff like that oh yeah it's like that sort of common trend of things just not working exactly (laughs) oh nice and the only one i could actually come up with was that both of the episodes kind of just kept building up until it reached the finale at the end of the episode where it crescendoed and then just finished so it kind of a similar structure of just building and building and building towards Mm -hmm. the end digimon's was a much slower build (laughs) Yes. But yeah, they both kind of just went for that same structure of lead towards the end. Um, and were there any notable differences that you especially want to mention? No. Uh, I mean, I think they're both very different. I mean, as far as, you know, just one had some good action and planning and stuff like that. And the other one was just talk, 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 talk. Yeah, they were very, they were paced quite differently. Like Digimon yes. was much, much slower. Yes. Whereas Pokemon was just nonstop, next thing, next thing, next thing. Mm-hmm. Digimon was quite just sort of relaxed. It's a very lazy episode, just sort of kids <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot more like, I guess, a background episode. It's one that you, you don't need to focus on that much because not much happens. Pokemon, I could see you getting lost if you like looked away for a minute or something. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that's basically the gist of it is Digimon just kind of took its time. It's very lazy. Yeah. <laughs> sort of laid back. And Pokemon just really put the effort in to build up the tension and the excitement with mm-hmm. the episode. Um, yeah, Digimon just, it was kind of bogged down, I guess, with all the, the exposition and the information it was trying to give the viewers. Yeah. And it didn't do a, a great job of it. It's almost like they were like, hey, just in case you never watched the first series, here's a quick little recap of everything. Yeah, which they kind of just disguised as the kids celebrating things. Mm-hmm. But it is essentially just exposition the episode with here's a teaser for what's happening next at the end. Yeah. And um, so at the end of it all, which episode do you think deserves the point? Well, I don't want you to think I'm playing favoritism because I have a Pokemon podcast, but because I, I was kind of hoping <laughs> I would be able to pick Digimon because. I do like Digimon. I didn't want to show favoritism, but it was just so boring. I have to pick Pokemon. Yeah, I also had to pick Pokemon. I mean, bias doesn't really come into it when Pokemon was just all around more enjoyable and more fun. Yeah, and it had Sentrets. So, I mean... Yeah, there's no squirrels to be seen in Digimon. (laughs) And I'm still not sold on whether Sentret is a squirrel or a raccoon. (laughs) It could go either way. It's more of a raccoon, but then it evolves into a ferret so i mean so you could argue it could be anything yeah it's a rodent let's just put it that way yeah it's a very good rodent that's what it is yes but yeah the reasons are pretty obvious just pokemon was more fun and mm-hmm. it had the effort put into it to make sure it was actually engaging whereas digimon is kind of just the writers wrote down what they need to tell you <laughs> and then when they ran out of things to tell us they just filled it in with like jokes and the kids hanging out yeah. So, yeah, Pokemon gets the point um, for, like, the fifth episode in the row, actually. <laughs> wow. Um, so that makes the score um, 11-6 to Pokemon. Mm. Wow, it's got a, a proper streak going now because it's been doing actually good filler episodes. Mm. Whereas Digimon's awesome. been not doing that. <laughs> and so, yeah, we can go into the after now. All right. Next time, I'll be discussing the 18th episodes, Run, Yoli, Run, and Charizard's Burning Ambitions. And so if you want to get in touch, just tweet at us, email at us, or jump in our Discord to chat at us. And of course, a massive thank you to Kyle for joining me today. And yeah. Where can the people find you? Well, you guys can find me on Twitter at my personal account at Deadpool underscore Ranger. I basically talk about a lot of comic book stuff, Power Ranger stuff, Pokemon stuff, just all around nerdum stuff. <laughs> and then you can find my podcast on Twitter at Victory Road Pod, and you can find us on almost any podcast station that you listen to. We actually just ended up on Spotify, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, iTunes, Google Play Music, all that stuff. You can find us anywhere. Yeah, I definitely recommend giving it a listen because I was very impressed by it with the oh, episode thank you. I listened to. Yeah, we'll definitely have to have you on our show uh, someday soon. Oh yeah, I'm totally up for it. Um, all the links are in the show notes, uh, including uh, the Moncast Patreon. Massive thank you to all the patrons on there, of course. Uh, it's only $3 a month, and you get some cool stuff. Massive thank you to Kyle again. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. See ya. What a wannabe. Yeah. <laughs>